Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. So welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I am here at the Spring Trade Show, and it is an all-international guest show. So I have uh, contacted guests in advance who are um, coming in from other countries because it's so much fun to talk to them in person and in the same time zone. So I have uh, discovered when I was in Paducah, I was in the... Uh, the big, the big Hancock's of Paducah store, and I was going through, and here's this fabulous little house quilt, and standing in front of it is Susan Claire Mayfield, and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I know about this quilt, so I stopped and talked to her, and today she is here at the trade show, and so Susan Claire, thank you for agreeing to uh, spend a few minutes with me. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell me uh, a little bit about where you live, since you live in New Zealand. I'm in New Zealand. I'm on the North Island, just a bit north of Wellington. I'm living out on the property. We're on three acres in the country. Oh, wow. Near the coast. Really nice. Oh, property and coast. Yes, you have it all. We have it all. Oh, my goodness. So uh, do you have quilt makers in your family? Does anybody in your family quilt? No, nobody in the family, but I just grew up wanting to sew, so it was just a natural progression for me to go into quilting used to make all my own clothes, my family's clothes, but quilting has just won through. Yeah, so when you finally, you made a quilt, you were like, was it love at first sight? It pretty much was. Well, I started <laughs> making quilts when I had my first child, and I wanted to make him a quilt, and yeah. it just kind of obsessed me from then onwards. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, how many people will say that that is how they made their first quilt, was for a baby? Right. Yes, yes either I their own babies or... There's that desire to sort of clothe them sort of nurture the baby in the quilt I think yes. yeah isn't it it's amazing I'm always like wow that's really cool so this um house quilt that you have which is incredible it's it's got these little adorable houses now I want to hear the whole story now tell me what's going on with the house quilt. tell me its proper name right well the quilt is called that town and country quilt and it's um, it's been run as a block of the day. There's block of the day. Block of the day. Day. We have had inflation <laughs> in New Zealand. We've gone from months to days. Oh my goodness! You are you crazy person? Yeah. Block Not of the day. at all. Oh, okay. No so craziness to- at all. It's no. totally sane project. Yes. And <laughs> um, so it started off with the thought of quilting every day would be good for you. Being oh. the gourmet quilter, I like to think how things are healthy, yes. and delicious, yeah. and a block a day would be healthy. So it's just the whole idea of the town moving out to the country because I live in the country but I go into the town and you see so many things mm-hmm. so it starts in the centre with city buildings and works through some light industries, suburbs, shops and we've got roadworks we've got an airport, we've got a train <laughs> and then right out to the farms to the countryside. Oh my gosh now it's a big quilt. It is a big quilt there's 365 quilts. Right and how, how big is the final quilt if you um, do it just like yours? It's 84 inches by 84 inches. Oh, okay. Now, each block, how, are there different size blocks? No, the blocks are all the same size. Oh, okay. And that is? Four inches square. Four inches square. They're just so adorable. Thank you. They are they're so really adorable. cute. And they're just made with uh, the applique, the fused raw edge applique, so fairly quick and easy to make. Right. And easy to make little changes to make it suit your own environment, your own yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, put your street name on it. Yes, all those things, your own little businesses in the business yeah. area. And oh, so, so what, now you um, partnered with Hoffman Fabrics. That's right. Hoffman said that uh, they, I had made the quilt with the Hoffman Fabrics and they thought it would be a great idea to kit it so that the shops could be involved. Ah. Um, which has worked out really well, and I've used the Oriful threads, which are so delicious. Yes. They just sit into that fabric so nicely. 
Now, when you went about thinking about drawing this, um, how did you, are there repeat buildings? Are they all unique? They're all unique. There's, of course, some similarities. As you right. see, some things are similar, uh, but everything is, is quite unique, really, overall, yes. So how do people get involved? Because this has started at the beginning of this year, of at 2016. The of this year, that's right. So it's running for the whole year, so it's a block of each day for the year. And it's, the pattern is available as a downloadable pattern from my website, from gourmetquilter.com. Um, but the fabrics all come through the stores so that you can mm-hmm. go in and buy the kits through the stores. So when they sign up at your website, does, is there a fee for downloading, you know, for the, for the whole year? Or do they do it for a week? There's a fee for the whole year. It's a one-off okay. fee at the start. And there's also a, a Facebook group that people can join that are sharing amongst each other. And there's oh, people from all around the world yeah. joining in together doing that. It must be so fun to see how people make it their own. Very much so, and they're, yeah. and, and they're wonderful on the on the group because they're sharing ideas and they're helping each other and encouraging yeah. each other. It's so much fun. Now, when because they're fairly small, are you doing like full fusible? So, or are you doing some sort of cutaway for the back, or is it when you do like like if it's the house, is like the whole back side of it? It's the fusible? whole area, so yeah. fairly easy in that regard. Okay. Yes. So it's quick. Quick, it yeah. is quick. Yes, yeah. you can make a block fairly quickly. So yeah. you could make the whole week's block in an afternoon if you wanted to do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> the block a week now, yeah, blocks, nice. blocks a week, <laughs> right, right. So did you ever, like in the process, did you ever get to a point where you felt like stumped about what to make or did you sketch the whole thing out in advance? I had a pretty good idea right from the start um, of what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I did have to sit and think hard about some of the little drawings and right. what sort of buildings and you're thinking what sort of things have I missed out that you do see from the town to the country. Yeah. But, uh, so I included as many things as I could think of. There's mm-hmm. others, of course, but... Yeah. Did you have a, um, do you have like a personal sewing group at home that, that you sort of pick their brain on houses or anything? Um, I do have a personal sewing group and yes, they were involved um, with yeah. some ideas and suggestions of things. Oh, how fun. Yeah. 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 I know that um, occasionally there's been um, some maybe fabric lines where they, they put out a call for street names. So it makes me think of that. What does your house look like? Right, you know, you yes. can make it unique. <laughs> yeah. So when you're stitching, what, because some of the shapes are kind of narrow, you know, they on are. there. They are. are you, what's, what kind of um, stitching are you using to hold the applique down? Are you doing blanket stitch, straight stitch? Um, I have done free motion sort of straight stitch. Oh, okay. So it's kind of easy. It's a little, a little bit folky, so it doesn't have to be an exact process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people who are doing a blanket stitch who's, mm-hmm. that's their preference. Right, right. But for me, I found the free motion was really easy because they're small. You can just maneuver it easily. So when you're doing free motion on a four-inch block, um, I've got a stabilizer behind okay. so that it doesn't scrunch up because it's not mm-hmm. batted, it's not quilted or anything, but mm-hmm. just that little stabilizer helps it sit nicely, and you can just move that around really easily. Yeah, so you drop your feed dogs and just, right, yes. just go. Are you matching thread colors to the houses, or how are you mm-hmm. doing that? Uh, mostly not. If mm-hmm. it's a dark one, I might have used a dark thread. So really, I've just used about four colors overall. Oh, okay. And they just blend in because those lo- lovely orifice threads, they just kind of sink into that fabric. And yeah. a little bit of uh, contrast is nice sometimes. Mm-hmm. And are you using 50 weight thread? 50 weight thread, yeah. yes. Yeah, so yeah, the colors, it's amazing what a color will 
go well with. Absolutely. And yeah. some colors, like I, I've used a, an unusual color, sort of an aquary blue color mm -hmm. for some of the lights, but it just blends in with all sorts of other yeah. colors. Yeah, they go with the grays, and Absolutely. they might go on green even. I mean, you just yes. never know. Yeah. That is so cool. So what is, okay, so this is like asking a favorite child or the favorite pet question, but what is your favorite? <laughs> I know, you know what's coming. Yeah. What is the favorite building of the day for you like favorite building of the day i yeah. think the airport i like yeah. the airport yeah <laughs> how bizarre is now you that? didn't get the whole airport on a four inch square not the whole airport okay but we've got <laughs> a plane coming into land okay front on <laughs> oh front on front on oh how cute okay so my my husband's a private pilot so you know he's, oh, that's so, funny. so he'll have to go look for the airplane now <laughs> that is so so cute now i do want to um talk about your um videos because you have uh, been doing a lot of videos out on YouTube, yes. and they're great. They are great. Well, thank you. So, tell me what's going on there. Well, how does that? What What is your philosophy on doing your videos? Well, the, the idea of the videos was that I just love to share what I do. I really enjoy all the quilting and sewing, and I think it's really neat that other people have that opportunity to be able to hook into something like um, YouTube, where they can watch things and just learn different little techniques so I call them tips and techniques okay and so I'm just showing short segments of how to make little some things it might be a corner on something or it might be a whole little small project mm -hmm. just to try and share my love of quilting really right. with other people so what is one of the of your videos that a lot of people go and reference what is um, one of the most watched ones I have is a quilt as you go Ah. And how to put all the quilters you go blocks together. Yeah. And how to, to, to join them all up and things. Apparently that's something that people really want to know about. So that's been really good. Is anybody doing the house quilt, quilt as you go? Yes, some people are doing it that way. Some people are joining together like nine of the little blocks together and right. then quilting those and joining them up. Some people are doing it in the rounds. Ah. As they go. Yeah. So what, what, can you give me a little peek at how you fix the back when you have quilt as you go? I mean, what is your technique for? Um, I'm quilting as you go with, uh, obviously you've quilted the whole, the block or the section. Mm -hmm. And I'm just using a binding type sashing sort of look about it. So fairly narrow, although you could make it a little bit wider. Um, so that you can get that division, you could match it to your fabrics, or you could have it as a contrast if you wanted it to stand out more. So it, so it is a separate piece. It's that a separate piece that goes on. Yes. Yeah. And do you like to trim down that batting? Because you've got batting within the seams now. Um, well, yes, but blocks. You, I probably would butt those blocks together, oh, and so it would overlap that. So then you don't have that bulk of the extra batting in there. Ah, okay. So. So instead of sewing a seam, you put them next to each other and then use your um, binding to... To hold it together, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Everybody's going to watch the video. Well, it's watching a, the video really helps. Yeah, it's really helpful. <laughs> when I want to do it, I go and watch the video. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to tell us that. I'm just joking. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So do you, um, just like, just a real quick question, do you have a, a local quilt shop where you, um, to your home? Do you have one real close to you? Well, I have my own quilt shop. Oh, you have your own quilt shop yes. too? Okay, yes. well, I didn't realize that. That's right. What's the name of your quilt shop? Gourmet Quilt. The Gourmet Quilt. Okay, so you actually have a physical store in New Zealand as I well. I do. Oh. It is in my home. We have a lovely large home out on the acreage, and it's in the downstairs. I've got my studio. I have a small shop. Oh, wow. all of that there, and then we okay. live upstairs. I see. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Susan Claire, this has been wonderful. Well, you need to come and visit us. Oh, well, that would be sort of be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
everybody go visit Susan Claire out at the, um, <coughs> excuse me, the Gourmet Quilter. And we're going to come back with American Patchwork and Quilties podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan. Boost your sewing skills from start to finish with daily tips from the editors of American Patchwork and Quilting. Visit tips.allpeoplequilt.com for inspiration. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg, Executive Editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases and creating smiles. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or many more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You'll create just as many smiles. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com backslash million pillowcases. Quilt along with us in 2016. Join our third annual quilt along by making a quilt, a one-block pillow, or all four projects featuring plus sign designs. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash quilt along for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media using the hashtag APQQuiltalong to join the fun. Follow American Patchwork and Quilting on Pinterest to find ideas for bags, baby projects, pillowcases, storage and organization, and more. Visit Pinterest.com backslash APQ Magazine to join the fun. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I am doing this whole show from the Spring Trade Show. And this year, the Spring Trade Show is in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we're at this Salt Palace. I just love the name, the Salt Palace. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So I'm talking to several designers who uh, are here from other countries because it's a little bit uh, more fun for me to get us on the same time zone. And so... First of all, I have Nina Vocella, and she is going to talk to us a little bit about her fabric with Art Gallery and other things that she's done. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, this is, a pleasure. this is so fun because the first time that we met was at one of the trade shows, yeah. I think when maybe your first line came yeah, it out. it was two years ago. Yeah, it was at Pittsburgh. It was my first market ever. Oh. Also my first time coming to U.S. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was just saying how it was like different a bit and I mean every time spring market for me means like coming to another city you know visiting something new making new friends yes yeah yeah. having some time with the old one is so super fun where are you from where where do you live now yeah I live in Belgrade which is in Serbia this is the capital of Serbia it's in Europe in Central Europe and my husband he's Italian so Occasionally, sometimes often, we go, yeah, we go to visit his family, so it's, it's fun, I mean, to have like two countries, like. Yeah, so you um, have, so you do travel between the countries often yeah, to go do. to Italy and to yeah. Serbia back yeah. and forth. But yeah. your home, your home base is yeah, in Serbia. Yeah, it's Belgrade, yeah, and he lives in Belgrade, it's like 10 years already. No, it's more, it's 15 years. Wow. So, yeah, the time passed so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh. <laughs> now, is quilting popular where you 
are. So um, how did you find quilting? Yeah. Well, in my country, quilting is definitely not popular. Nobody really no, quilts. it's not. I mean, I hate what people look at what I do and say, oh, you're doing another blanket. Oh, yeah, another blanket. Right, <laughs> so right. I'm like, no, this is not a blanket. This is a quilt which has some artistic value. It's something yeah. completely different. And that, uh, there is, like, not a word for the quilts in my language, so I cannot actually traduce translated in mm. something that's except saying that it's like a patchwork which is right. like i think a word that works in like, many worldwide. languages yeah, yeah 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 i think that you cannot translate patchwork i mean yeah something unique <laughs> yeah for quilting it's something that for me came after sewing clothes because sewing mm. little clothes for kids were something that i was into mm-hmm. i had little brand that was uh is it still called like like flowers and butterflies mm-hmm and I was actually sewing clothes for my own children. Okay. And I spent way too much. I was spending way too much money <laughs> buying fabrics because they were imported, of course, oh, from the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Designer fabrics. And then at the moment, I figured that maybe I would like to have something my own to sew with, my mm-hmm. own fabrics. And then I discovered the spoon flower. And oh, yeah. so spoon yeah, flower made you first. think like, oh, yeah. I can maybe I can try it out. out. Yeah, yeah. And I've tried to, to make, because I, my background is artistic. I finished okay. the faculty for applied arts, so it was okay. graphic design and printmaking. Okay. Printmaking would be perfect then yeah. for fabric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like trying and testing different kind of repeats, improving oh, okay. my skills as yeah. well as an illustrator and uh, working on computer because computer was like my let's say second choice because I like to draw on paper like right. old, old school style <laughs> these kind of things so I was, I was developing different kind of uh, uh, fabric collections and then after like one year or two I thought that maybe it would be a good opportunity to send my portfolio to different manufacturers in the U.S. because mm-hmm. we don't have any in my country. And nobody there would no, be nobody. printing quilt fabric. No, we uh, don't have this kind of industry. Yeah. It's, it was, it existed before we had like a political situation where right. it was like 20 years ago. And so I submitted and eventually after like two years of doing back and forth with, uh, with some of manufacturers, I like, I was, um, let's say, um, accepted from uh-huh. Air Gallery Fabrics. I submitted two times to them. Yeah. So Air Gallery was definitely my first choice. Yeah. And I submitted to them, it was like 2009. Right, right. And I was rejected. Oh, no. Because, yeah. <laughs> because at the time, they didn't have designers. I oh. think that's very signed, maybe... It was just that year. Yes. So they were like, oh, no, your designs are wonderful, but we are like, we want something like in-house. And right, they right. Were they weren't using trendy. guest designers Yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. Oh. So it came after. Then after a couple of years, I I thought maybe now it's the time to maybe try again. Yeah. And then I actually printed a portfolio because I thought that oh. maybe, you know, submitting to the manufacturers that are super busy, that maybe right. don't have time to click, you know, on the computer right. and look at the designs. So I printed, I made like a book. It was right. a very heavy book. Yeah, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and I sent it to Pat, to Argali Fabrics, and then I was like yeah. close to being accepted. <laughs> and yeah, that is how it all started for me. Oh my goodness. So you're actually working, you know, 
really remotely with yeah. um, Pat Bravo and yeah. Art Gallery, um, with many time zones in between. Or, or yeah. they, were they in Florida? It is in, they're in Florida, oh, Miami. Okay. It's six six hour difference. Okay, but Pat, she's like really workaholic I mean she works so much and she's I mean when when she when she contacts me via Skype I like yeah Pat are you sleeping like ever (laughs) because she can like she's very late and she she's she's really devoted to to her work and she's like always there yeah Uh, oh how neat now I'd like to know you know I'm always you know lots of people design fabric and they Mm -hmm. all have like a different approach and so what do you do to develop a fabric line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all it starts with an idea or a com- concept that I have in my head. So mm-hmm. I eventually discuss with her to see if maybe somebody else is doing. So what are the plans? And we go from there. And then eventually I do the sketches. Mm-hmm. It's always like it starts with a paper and a pen. It's right. usually or watercolor or tempera or something like that. And from there, I like to scan something, you know, to my computer to develop like blenders and other prints that can go with the main prints. Okay. So I like develop some, the palette that I think that can work with it. And Mm -hmm. then we start from there. So when you're doing like the initial sketch, uh, Nina, do you do um, like just one sort of main image and then kind of work off of that? Because I, with your work, I always find like there's an image that speaks to me. I just yeah. think it's so beautiful. I love your artwork. Thank so, you so much. So if you have an, <laughs> do you have like one thing? Like right now you're doing Pandelicious. Yeah, now I'm doing Pandelicious. Yeah, it's going to be out like just next next month. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, everything started from, I was doing the pandas, sketching pandas with panning and some brushes and then I was like looking for something that can be a collection mm-hmm. not like around, around the image yeah, of something the panda. that can surround and accompany pandas and then from there like oh, what can I do it can be a bamboo it can be you know habitat where they live the colors should be like as I want it to be like mainly like kids collections so okay. the colors should be like a bit muted a little bit more not saturated so a bit pastel but yet, as pandas are like black and white, super graphic, I mm-hmm. wanted to have this kind of combination that is a bit contrasting between black and white and pastel tones. Yeah. Yeah, so I developed different images that were like even some kind of tree houses at, at the beginning, different kind of pandas in different kind of habitat and environment. And then I was thinking about the blenders. The blenders mm-hmm. are always like my... Um, weak thing because <laughs> yeah I like to develop the main prints it's something like it tells a story you know right right and, and, there, and then, there's more going on with and the main yeah, print exactly. like all the excitement yeah. is in the main print <laughs> yeah and then we search for the blenders that can be you know that can be good going for quilts so you take stuff. like little images out of what your main print is or are you designing like your blender fabric would it often be something totally new that's not in the main print? i do both yeah do i do both. both yeah i'm trying to take like to extract some kind of the sim- symbolic images from the collection from the main print mm-hmm. but i also try to do something that can be going very good that is like something that is like neutral mm-hmm. or either dots stripes but we're looking for something that is not like a simple daughter side because it's yeah. not something that I could like, you know, submit and right, say, oh, right, yeah, yeah, we can right, do that. Right, right. So I'm trying to, to have do a little something bit in- interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have this kind, she say, that like organic thing. So I like mm-hmm. to be, if it's a dot, it's like a dot that is made by hand, not like 
on a computer doll from, mm-hmm, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the tools. So you can see your artistic hand on the, yes, on the, yes. the image. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You can look at people's designs and just see their art, yeah. their hand. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. So Mm -hmm. pan delicious. Everybody, so it's adorable. You have um, several items made up to showcase this. So are you making them? I mean, do you like to sew quilts and bags? And you know, I know you probably have to have some help too because the market time is crazy. We don't have time. It's so. I mean, there's a short period of time for those who don't know that it's we don't get fabric and then you know sometimes it might only be a couple weeks. Yes. So to make all those things, what's your favorite thing to make? Well, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I like making yeah. everything. I'm, I was sewing garment, as I say before, but yeah. I was into making quilts. And it's something that attracts me, even that I'm not like, I'm not feeling like, like I'm very good at it because when I'm looking here, the people, there are some oh. artists. When I look at the piecing, all the triangles that are like perfectly matching, I'm like a bit jealous, you know, because it's not my thing. I'm not so like perfection perfectionist in doing this but I would love to improve mm-hmm. my, my skills into doing quotes as well so for this collection I got some strike-offs like a month before which was like a good period as right. it was coming right. so right. I could take everything with me but for the garments there was uh, a lady that I'm super super thankful for her name is Laura Scaranella from uh, Simple Light Coffin, co- uh, Company and she did so many cute girls dresses mm. and so I have them in my booth and the rest was made by me. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah, because, you know, when, when you get strike off, these are very limited quantities mm-hmm. of each print. And you're, like, super panic because you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I going to do with these small pieces of fabric? So, And yeah. as I'm outside of the U.S., I, I'm not, like, I don't have a possibility to send to someone and to have, like, in two days right. time. Right, so. right. It's yeah, yeah, you have to limit it a bit. Right, you have to keep it really focused yeah. because yeah. you can't just mail it off to somebody exactly. else. Like, like sometimes I have friends in another state. So I yeah, that's quick, fantastic. You know, or, or local. Yeah. yeah. So to wrap it up, tell me just one quick tip, one thing that you do yes. that you yeah. you like. Well, I like, for instance, by I like details that make something that pops up. You know, that mm-hmm. that, that, that distinguish things. For instance, I like bias banding. Because this is something that you can do on quilts. And this time I did even on the quilt that okay. I made a panda image. And then I did like a bias binding all around. So and the bias binding. Yes, bias binding. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, you know, put it on the half square triangles background. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think it looks cute. So, this so it is makes like, like an outline. Yeah, it. like an outline actually. Because yeah. I was, af- I didn't have time for like needle applique. Right. And so I was afraid of like unfinished, you know, edges, throw mm-hmm. edges. So I did that and I kind of, kind of very much like it. Yeah. And there is a tool that is, I think, bias binding makers. Right. Yeah, or bias yeah. makers. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. You just make a stripe out of fabric and you just yeah. pull it through and steam I love it. it and steam. Yeah, yeah. 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 With iron press it and perfect. Yeah, something. And I, I saw people doing like with small scraps of fabric, like different. Yeah. It's not like one pattern. Mm-hmm. It come. It can come very, very cute. Very cute. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Yeah. Now, you have a fabulous rest of the show. We are going to take a break, and we'll be right back with the Barricad Patchwork and Quiltings podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan. Choose from more than 100 of your favorite patterns from American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilts and More, and Quilt Sampler, all available online. Buy downloadable patterns today at apqshop.com. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg. 
Join me for a fun video series called Show Me How, brought to you by BabyLock. Each month, I'll show you how to complete a simple project from start to finish. Learn new techniques, see tips, and sew a great project with me. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash videos to watch. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com. See what other quilters are up to on the American Patchwork and Quilting page on Facebook. Simply go to Facebook.com and search for APQ Magazine. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan, and I am recording this show from the Spring Trade Show in Salt Lake City. And I am really, really, we're going to have a great time because I have Gail Pan, and Gail's first quilt market that she ever did was here at Salt Lake. So this is like a homecoming Gail, right? That's right, Pat. It's really exciting to be back here. Now, have you actually seen people that, like, the you saw the first market, you know, when you did your first market here, you finally running into people going, hey, remember five years ago when we were here? Uh, yeah, it's it's really fun, actually. And I met you here, of course, yes, five years ago. And that was very exciting. And, you know, I've been able to do a few things with you as well and, and um, other people, other designers. And it's, it's been wonderful to, to know that I started here. So when you came here, you had uh, already had your business in Australia, um, doing doing things more local to your country, and then when you came here is really when you went international. Is that kind of correct? Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I had my patent business. Um, I've been in business now for the 13 years. So yeah, five years ago I took the plunge yeah. and came to Salt Lake. <laughs> and originally I thought, well, I'll come along and I'll give it a go. And if I don't sell anything, that's all right. I can still have a good time. Yeah. But it, it was such a great market that I came back the following year and and things have progressed from there. So Yeah, so are you actually I mean making a trip from Australia to the US for a trade show is a big is a big thing. I mean it's not you it's a long ride and uh, so do you do you do every trade show or do you do one day, one a year? I'm probably just going to stick to doing spring show. Okay. So and because it moves around I get to see a variety of cities and and meet new people and do exciting things yeah. in each city so it's, yeah it's a long way <laughs> yeah yeah I haven't I haven't been to your country yet but I have been to China so I know that distance and I've been to Europe so it's like a long ride now your um, specialty is embroidery and you uh, also since your first market you have a fabric fabric lines how did that happen so um, my first fabric line I was actually um, pretty much plunged in by my distributors in Australia who said, we think you should design fabric. And I said, oh, no, no, I don't think I should do that. And they said, well, we're going to make it happen. So it happened like that. So uh, Two Green Zebras in Australia, they introduced me to Red Rooster Fabrics. And I have my second line out with them at the moment, so which is current. Um, And then I'm working on another line them as well so Yay. that was pretty exciting to see your name on that salvage i know isn't that and like then the do you get bolts or or like long yardage cuts oh, yeah i get long yardage cuts and oh. it comes and i just go oh my goodness and well i nearly kissed the ups man he yes. was like what what is this i was like oh my 
goodness, look at this. Like, it is the the most fun to sew with your own fabric, right? Yeah, it's amazing, and it's something that I never thought would happen, and I didn't really think that I could do it, but um, Chris and Fiona had faith in me, and, and Red Rooster took up the challenge, so... <laughs> No, that was really great. <laughs> the other thing that you have done in those five years is publish, you know, um, a book, books with Martingale. Yes. Now, not just one book. Uh, you have multiple books now. And your newest one is about Christmas. Um, so I thought we would talk a little bit about what's in it and uh, about embroidery and kind of what's going on with the book. Okay. Um, yeah, the Christmas Patchwork Loves Embroidery is the yeah. title of the book. Hand Stitches, Holiday Projects, and it was released in April. So I'm very, very proud of that. Um, and sort of a bit of a follow-on from my first book, which was Patrick Loves Embroidery. And so what I've done is I've made lots of little things that you can decorate your house for Christmas or mm -hmm. um, for the holiday season, but not only for you, but also to give as gifts. And I do love Christmas, and I have got a bit of a reputation for that now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay, you're Christmas. You love Christmas. So I love Christmas, too. I think I, I like holidays in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's always fun to have a holiday, a theme, you know, to, to sort of wrap around what you're doing, change up your interior. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, with Christmas I can have new things around the house every year and or I can put out things that I've done and remember I did that when I was here or there or with a sewing group mm -hmm. things like that so um, lots of memories right wrapped up in that yeah so what tell me a few of the projects are you doing patchwork and embroidery in the book because you're kind of known for that to mix yeah. it up yeah so um, the embroideries that I've done then can be made into um, so you need to do patchwork to to put them together okay so a lot of them are very scrappy as well so it's fun oh, to go nice. through your scraps. Yeah. And, and I do tend to stick to red and green for Christmas. Mm. Okay. I know a lot of people like the blue, but I tend to just stick to more traditional. Mm -hmm. And there's there's little tags in there that are really quick to either hang on your tree or pop onto a gift, a uh, little bag. Yeah. And that's really cute on the front. Describe what, it, what the tag is because people might not no I mean because we don't have a picture to hold up yeah, yeah. it's on the cover uh, but describe what it what it looks like so it's in a, a classic tag shape and one has got a little bird on it so I'm sort of known for my little bird so I had yeah. to put one on yeah. one has got a little tree and then one has got a crib with unto us the child is born okay so just trying to remember that real reason for Christmas and little scrap of fabric along the bottom turn it through sew yeah. it up and put a little hanging string on there and you can attach it to a present or hang it on your tree and they look really cute and they're very quick very i was going to say because there's no quilting with them or anything yep. they're just the embroidery with a little bit of uh, fabric accent yeah so, so uh, for those people that don't really do patchwork a lot there are and they prefer to do embroidery there are a few little things in there that you could easily put together without too much patchwork. Yeah. I also like, Gail, how you set up your embroideries almost like a little vignette. I mean, because you often have like a center sort of a themed um, you know, design and then you will have all these pretty stitches around the outside and they change because the one on the cover is like there's words and there's ornaments. Um, how do you think through designing something like that? How does, how does that thought process work for you? Well, usually I like to start with maybe what I'd like to make it into. 
Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. for the one on the cover, I thought that might be nice to make into a pillow. Okay. Um, and then I drew the center design, and but I thought I wanted to be a little bit more interesting than just one picture. Right. So, and I do love lots of vine things that really gives it that festive look. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, had to put a couple of little birds in, and. Yeah. The words I put on because I, I just thought it's nice to convey a, a nice saying. Right. I yeah. like words. Yeah. I like sayings so, and words. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit of running stitch just to, to um, finish it off. And yeah. yeah, there you go. But sometimes it, it, I need to start with maybe will I do a table runner, will I do a bag, will I do a, a pillow, mm-hmm, and start mm-hmm. from there. Well, yeah. that's an interesting way to think about it because even if somebody's trying to think of what they wanted to make, you know, yeah. knowing yeah. like... Because a lot of your images, I bet, can be transferred and put on to different. Absolutely, yeah. Sometimes I find it, I start out making it for a wall hanging and it will become a pillow. Yeah. Or <laughs> the pillow will become a wall hanging, which happens quite often. Right. But I do encourage people um, to take the motifs from the book and the designs and use them how they would like to use them. They don't have to make what right. I've made in the book. Now let's talk about the actual stitching because you have absolutely gorgeous. You're one of the splendid sampler designers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And golly gee, yours is going to have stitching on it, oh, embroidery. Well, just a little, yeah, just a embroidery. <laughs> but I thought you could give maybe a few um, tips about doing um, fine embroidery. I mean, like maybe do you do backing? You know, how do you yeah. make it look nice, really nice? Um, I probably the the one thing is I like to find something with a little interest on the background fabric. So so it's okay. not a plain right, fabric. Right, not a solid. So, or, yeah. yeah, so there might be a little tone on tone. There might be stars or dots or um, a little check. So yeah. sometimes I, I think, well, it's really nice just to have that interesting background. And then I will put a, usually put a stabilizer behind that, so a lightweight iron-on fusible. Okay. It's like an iron to the back, but it's not going to give you a, a quilted look. Right, so it's like a like a, a woven material. Yeah, a lot of times it's used in garment making, that's that type? Yep. Yeah, and um, it just gives it a bit of stability, and I think mm-hmm. it does make my stitches a little bit neater. Mm-hmm. And I do use the hoop. Okay. So um, for me, I think that using a hoop makes my work a little neater. Mm-hmm. And I actually, when I stitch, I use the stab method. So I'm up, down, Oh, up, so down. you're not rocking at all. Yeah, and I'm not scooping those yes. stitches. So um, I've just developed my technique that I can actually do that quick and neat. Yeah. And with the hoop, it, I'm not pulling... Mm-hmm. So, so I have a question on hoops yeah. because I actually am not as experienced with hoops. I tend to do it without, yeah. and that gives it a lot more texture because your thread's sort of, you know, around the thread work. It might be a little bit, it's not as flat yeah. when you don't use a hoop. Yeah. So when you use a hoop, if the image is, let's say, a six-inch square, splendid sampler, uh, <laughs> how do we... How do you put that in a hoop? I mean, you're doing a big piece, what? No, I always use a four-inch hoop. Oh. So I use the smaller That's hoop. That's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny, but I can get my hands around it. Right, and right, And I can right. manipulate it so that I can um, get my stitches. I have a yeah. particular way that I use my thumb to hold the thread out of the way when I stitch. So I can get my hands around the, the uh-huh. hoop a lot better than a bigger Right. And then I just move it along as I go, yeah. move it around. So hoops, there are different kinds of hoops. Is there a particular 
kind that's you know better like summer spring summer like those snap things that people roll yeah, over I don't particularly like those ones I the one I prefer is a plastic hoop that has a screw at the top okay and I know a lot of people think oh, I'm going to get my thread caught around there but if you remember when you're stitching to keep that at the top okay. all the time then you're less likely to catch that oh, as you embroider that's an excellent tip yeah See yeah. how smart you are? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you are the expert. Okay, so tell me just um, what is your, your um, what size needle or what kind of needle do you like to use? I prefer to use the size 8 embroidery needle. Okay. So um, the brand I prefer is Peacemakers Okay. when I can get my hands on them. <laughs> All right, so you buy so, them by the like, by the crate? Yeah, <laughs> by the box when right, I go. Right, right. Yeah, and usually when I come to the States, if, I, if I'm in a quilt shop and I find them, I will buy a couple of packets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very nice needles to use. So you can use other sizes, but for me, that's the best size to that's use. That's the best size. Yeah. And um, do do you have to change it often? I mean, if you're stitching a lot, like for a book, I mean, do, like every, do you bend it so much that you don't like the feel of it anymore? No, I don't tend to bend the embroidery needle. Okay. I would I use straw needles for applique, and right. that will they bend. Do, they're, they're but thinner. I don't mind that. I like that look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Um, most often I probably lose my needles before oh. I think about changing them anyway. So. Okay. So the box will last you a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, Gail, this has been so much fun. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yes, and enjoy the rest of the uh, trade show and the time here because people should go out and visit your website. Um, tell us your website name. It's gailpandesigns.typepad.com. Okay. Yeah, and you travel and teach, so yes. we might see you on yes. the road. Hopefully. Yeah, thank you very much. So this is American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan. We are going to take another break and be right back. Looking for fresh, simple, and fun projects and ideas? Check out the current issue of Quilts and More magazine at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Join American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ magazine. See our editors share their tips, ideas, and techniques by visiting allpeoplequilt.com and clicking on videos. Take an ultimate shop hop tour of 11 top quilt shops. You'll find them all in the current issue of Quilt Sampler. Available now at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I'm here with my all-international show where I have uh, everybody uh, at the trade show in uh, Utah. We're talking, with, I'm talking with uh, designers who are here from other countries, but today I also have a local uh, U.S. Uh, designer as part of the team. So I am so excited because Frances Newcomb and uh, Jane Davidson have partnered up and have their fabric line with Moda, and it's spectacular. And I'm so happy to be able to have them here to talk to me about it. So, Frances, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much, Pat. And Jane, uh, you uh, have jet lag still? Or are you getting over that? No, I still have jet lag. I can't really get over it, <laughs> The day you'll have it until you get home again, right? Yes. And then go back into... Uh... Have to adjust again. Yeah. So what part of Australia are you from? I'm from Brisbane, which is in Queensland. So it's the tropical north. Ah. And Francis, uh, you live in California. Yes, I do. And it's so wonderful 
I Skype with Jane almost every day, and I hear the most incredible birds and <laughs> exotic animals in the background, and I feel like I wish I was just there. <laughs> I know, Skype is amazing. Oh, it's with, amazing. So fun. Now, you two have been friends a long time. In the in the quilt world, it's, it's actually a small community, yes, and right. we meet people, and um, I know that from my uh, personal self, and I've known Jane a long time, and, and Francis, I've known you a little bit less time, but when I met you, you were like, like you're both like good friends, like right away. When you, how did you meet each other? Was it at a show? Yeah, doing something it was online? Just, it was during a show. It was during my Safari Moon um, exhibit. Oh, okay. And Jane came up, and it was she called me her soul sister. Oh. <laughs> and it was love at first sight, and um, we just knew that we started a relationship afterwards, skyping. Ah. Yeah, and then. She she was a Moda girl through and through. <laughs> she was born in Moda. <laughs> and, and you guys have things in common too. You both have um, boys, yes, right? Yes, we, we have both, both have boys. Little boys uh-huh. yeah. And um, yeah, Jonah's five, and my little boys are ten and seventeen. I've got a little bit older. Yeah. yeah. So it's always fun to have a common. So the boy, when you're Skyping, do you hear the boys in the background? Yeah, Jane is like my I feel like we're sisters that we never had. Like, I don't know. Do you have sisters? I have four sisters. Oh, she already oh, has. Yeah. So maybe I'm the other sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a sister. So. Oh, okay. Then we'll all be sisters. There we go. So when did you first start thinking, you know, you want to do a fabric line together? Because, you know, collaborations are really fun. I know that Jane and I are collaborating on this by the sampler. And, Francis, you were joined us, too, for that and helped us with the logo. Yeah, it was actually, you know, it was actually Jane's idea. And um, it was actually great. It seemed like it was confirmed. Um, it was her idea because she's, she's so strong and her incredible sense of color and pattern and also um, quilt pattern design, which is not my strength. Um, my strength is more in the design world, having come from graphics. Mm-hmm. But um, it was her idea, and she's like, you know, Francis, we ought to approach Muda. <laughs> it was very cute. She always makes fun of my accent. I love her accent so much. And, and she really had a great concept that, that brought us sort of a niche that we could continue. Mm-hmm. And we spent a month working together, and it was really, you know... It was tough, like, you know, we, but as time went on, we really realized what our set of skills are and how we can work together mm-hmm. and share files, you know, through the, through the Dropbox yeah. and talk to each other every day. And it's, it's, it's really, a, I mean, we have to look at everything, even though she may design the most incredible quilt pattern, I'll look at, she'll ask my opinion, she'll say, what do you think? And, and so, and then with fabric, she'll help me with that and. And so, um, I think it's best for the, for the, for the late, for the audience. Because yeah. what we're going to bring is a better product together than mm-hmm. separate. So, who, Jane, tell me about the name and how the name of the fabric line came about. And- Mandalay is the beautiful mansion in a book called, um, Rebecca by Daphne de Maurier. And, uh, Alfred Hitchcock wrote a movie about it. And this young girl goes to marry Mr. De Winter. And she goes into this beautiful mansion. Now, the mansion is near a, be- a sea, you know, with the crashing waves. She's got the sea creatures. She's got the mansion surrounded by beautiful gardens. And the decor of the mansion is sort of art deco with mm. a little bit of an Asian M- 1940s. style. 1940s. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. And so we incorporated all those elements into our fabric. 
and one of the highlights is the fabric. We tried to make it EPP or English paper piecing friendly. So when we were designing it, we sometimes had to stretch out the motives or space them so that we could fit them into one and two inch acrylic templates yeah. um, for EPP. Um, but yes, it's it's based around the book Rebecca. Cool. Well, tell me about the colors. You know, when you when you're trying to decide the colors, both of you. I mean, that's always the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what will be the color palette? Because every line is. You know, you can't just have everything. You have to reduce it down. Yes. So who was who started the color palette? Actually, Jane was great. She she, she started the color palette. Um, and it was so great because there's so many assets to, to design and color is the most, one of the most important things. And so she would make palettes and then we'd work with the palettes and illustrator, you know. Um, and our first palette we fell in love with, but we kind of couldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out, huh? Didn't it work it's out. Good, it is uh, round two. It yeah. was sort of right. close, but we don't always know what's coming out and, mm-hmm. you know, Two designers could have the exact same <laughs> colors, and not you don't know. No, you don't know, right? Because we all work yeah, separately. You know, so, um, that's what Moda's job is to do. They go, oh no, these things are yeah. all coming in. So the but what's great is in a duo, a dynamic duo, is <laughs> the fact that one, you know, because there's so much work to every asset. Now we can pay attention more detail on stuff. Right. So Jane can focus more on color, while I might fo- focus on drawing. Yeah. So I can take the time to really, you know, hours of drawing something mm-hmm. while Jane, you know, helps me with the color. That's really a good point because it's it's a lot of work to do the entire process. It's and, very much And work. your skills are just gorgeous, your drawing skills, and you're very fast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we work together on that one it little... It comes from motion design because... Yeah. The deadlines were so scary, you know, they didn't want you to have a, a, a spot on the air by four and they give oh. it to you that morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it has to air that night and you're like, ah. So, yeah. So, so having a little bit of time is a luxury for oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Great. Now, once you got the concept and you, well, tell me one of your favorite images that you put on the fabric. Do you have a favorite image? She has separate than I. I, I love yeah. the cranes. I do the love cranes. the cranes. And I like the navy colorway. The navy colorway. Yeah. yeah, and you also love the palace floor. Oh, palace floor. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you like the imperial garden the cut flowers. Oh, sorry. The yeah. <laughs> Okay, so cranes number one, colors number two. <laughs> cut flowers. And so the flowers. Yes. What's yours, Frances? Um, I like it all. You know, it's, it, it's interesting because until you get the fabric and actually work with it, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the delights was... It really worked. Jane and I spent, Jane and I together spent a lot of time sizing the motifs. Like, Mm -hmm. she would gather the templates and I would make sure the artwork was, was sized. Yeah. And with, with also Jamie, she picked from Mona. And, um, that was a unique thing because normally when you do repeats, you just make sure it's pretty. Yeah. In this case, we had to, we had to technically make sure that it was going to work for these, you know. Right, for the English paper. Because you have right. to, for English paper pieces, you're going to have to take that into a, like a hexagon or, or some other shape, diamonds or whatever, and have the image fill it. Yes. Right. So that it's not cut off and you don't have just the crane's right. legs or you want to get the whole and, thing. And it's kind of an experiment because it has not been really done. Mm-hmm. So we were really excited. And so when we did get our strike offs and started to really work with it, I was delightfully surprised that it worked. Yeah. Oh, good. So certain fabrics became my favorites that hadn't been as you know as a as a fabric on its own right but 
to manipulate it, it, it changed. Yeah, you know? right. I think it always changes when you get the real thing. Because, Jane, yes. you've done a lot with a lot of different uh, fabric lines. Um, and when you see it on the screen or just in a bundle, then what happens when you actually open it up and start to play? Well, when I open it up and play, sometimes I'll have a design ready for it. And I'll go, no. And I'll go back and restart a design because I've seen the color in real life and it's so different. And, and when you can it. open it up, right? When, when you can get a whole skew and you can roll out the fabric, so much different from yeah. a two-inch square. Yeah. So, tell, Jane, tell me a few of the quilts that you designed to showcase uh, mandolin. Okay. Well, we did um, a, a large EPP one called Lotus. And... I used only two-inch, um, 60-degree diamonds, triangles, and hexagons, only three shapes in that one. Gave it a bit of a modern twist. It's quite, um, it's a repetitive flower across a lovely charcoal background. Yeah. Uh, the other one I love is Enchanted Garden, and I did a play on baby blocks, but I took out our cooler colours, so I've used very pastel um um, green, uh, blue, and just the white with our very cooler um, prints. And then the third one we love is a beautiful, whimsical Baltimore we did with a sea theme. And it's got mermaids and dolphins <laughs> and crabs and <laughs> yeah. the Mandalay house in the middle. And that was uh, done by a lovely lady called Patty Forrest um, doing hand turn applique and beautifully quilted by was it? Cheryl. 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 Zurich. Zurich. Okay. And it's one of our favourites. And then I did a whole range with Moda. You've also got to have um, to sell the pre-cuts because they're yeah. wonderful. We all love our pre-cuts. So I did a range of five quilts using pre-cuts. Ah. Now, when will this be in the stores? October shipping. Right? October shipping. Okay. And patterns available just before. Just before, right. right. Just before. So um, give me your website, Francis, so people can it's, visit you. Yeah, I- I haven't been keeping it up, but it's bellybuttonsboutique.com. <laughs> and Francis is under, I mean, Jane's Jane's under, under, under. quiltjane.com. Yeah, quiltjane. I could have said that one myself. <laughs> actually, I'm actually blogspot. Blogspot, okay. yeah. And I'll have that listed yeah. uh, down on the on the website. Well, I, this has been so fun to be able to talk to you at market in it's person. So Thank you, Pat. And so luckily much. my booth I can look out and see right across <laughs> all the all the uh the rows to your booth. So that's been super fun. Um, this has been uh, American Patrick and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan live from uh Spring Market in Utah. So we're uh go out and visit allpeoplequilt.com and you can visit me at patsloan.com and I will see you next week. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio.